to this week's episode of Can I Be Funny? Or should I say this year's episode of Can I Be Funny? It's been um, it's been a little while since the last one. So I thought for episode 50, let's have someone fun and interesting on. They couldn't make it. So let's get down to business with Neil O'Rourke. Neil. Three, two, one. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hello. This is my first one back after two years. How many did you do in the previous run? 49. You're 49, that's pretty good. So you're number 50. Yeah, sort of. No, you are number who was, 50. Who was the last one? Who was episode 49? Who ruined it? That one ruined it? Yeah. But who was number 49? Uh, a Russian comedian. Yeah, they ruined things. They ruined things. Oh, maybe, maybe she hacked it. Yeah, well, this Russians is an odd good. start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Neil O'Rourke, your friend and mine, the business... This is callback to lovely... Joe Parsons and Joe Emsley's podcast. Isn't you think it? I've listened to that one? They they were they kept referring to me on their podcast as your friend and mine. Yeah, but that's your um, uh, Twitter but, name, isn't it? It's some, yeah, your, your friend, friend Neil. Neil. Yeah, but they 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 made that they made that comment your friend and mine a few times. Did they now? And then afterwards, I asked them what was that about, and they said, "Oh, it's a running joke in the podcast." And I left it there, and I've never listened. to to my episode or any other episode <laughs> I'm like, am I a running joke in their part but I don't think so you're probably right so I should just do it. I don't think there's any running jokes on this podcast uh, so you're alright oh good good so Irish from Cork yep how's London yeah it's good isn't it did you come over just to do comedy I'm sure you told me that once yeah yeah I did so this, but, this is why I wanted well, to get you on it I was wasn't like, what it wasn't just I remember because there's, I was always really into comedy, and there's basically little to no scene in Cork. Yeah. So in 2012, when I was 20, I worked at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And, like, I was always a big comedy fan, but that really made me fall in love with it. And I really wanted to, like, give it a proper shot. And just everyone there said, London, London, London. Really? Yeah, yeah. Whose so, show in particular in Edinburgh did you see? You went, I can do that. Oh, I don't think I saw anyone's show and went, Oh, I can better that. Oh, you must but, have done. I've gone. Oh, I can. Oh, I can have a go at that then. Uh, no, I don't think because I'd already done like a handful of gigs prior to then ah. in Cork. Oh, right, okay. What but it, like, I, I think I can't remember the exact number, but I think I did about eight gigs in two two years when oh, I was right, in Cork, okay. and I was taking every gig I could get. And so, that was eight in two years. Eight in two years. Jesus. So that I just don't count them. Um, can you remember what your first joke was? Uh, no. Uh, the fir- I remember the first gig. How was that? And uh, it was fine. I'd love to have some horror story or some, you know, story of me. What I do remember was I, uh, it was in Cork, so I tried keeping it a secret, but of course it's Cork, it's small. <laughs> uh, so I knew two people in the audience. There were about yeah. 160 in the audience. Really? It's quite a big yeah. first gig. Yeah, and a venue that held 240. So it still felt quite empty. Mm. Um so oh, what was that the, like the worst, The worst of both worlds. Wow, okay. Uh, but I do remember I went on and said, hello. Uh, and a guy I went to school with was in like the first or second row. And right. just went, ha ha ha, really funny, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, before I've done it, before I've even said my name on stage, I've said one word and I have to address something that's happened in the room. Amazing. Uh, I don't think he meant to be an asshole, but he was being an asshole. Yeah. Um, he's a nice enough guy though. And... Uh, but yeah, but basically, so, and then also it's worth knowing that when I was in Cork, going, I went to uni in Cork, mm. and in when I was going to uni, I lived with my parents. So I lived with my parents till I was 22, uh, and you get, and in Cork, which I really like Cork, but by the end of it, I just had itchy feet. Yeah. I wanted to go somewhere. I wanted to see the world. Yeah, and uh, and London is a good place, to, you know, because I was into comedy, yeah. and everything I read was about the comedy scene in London. Yeah. I had free time. I thought, yeah, that, that that makes the most sense to go. So what was the first gig in London? Uh, Cavendish Arms. Of course. Virgins. Just like everybody. Just like everybody. It's like you, you pull into Waterloo and then you get straight yeah, on Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight on there. The, the first three, I got here about September and September to uh, January, I didn't do any gigs. I just focused on getting settled in London. Yeah. So it was like three, three or four months. Um, and... I didn't really know anyone in London. It was a gamble moving here because I didn't know anyone who mm. lived here. Uh, but I... Um, so yeah, the first first couple months I didn't do anything. And then, yeah, it's the first gig I did was 
comedy versions and I hadn't gigged in two years either. So I did the eight gigs in two years in Cork. Yeah. Uh, then a friend of mine came second in So You Think You're Funny. Wow. Who's and I got that? Laura McGlennigan. I don't know. Yeah, I think she, she's, she doesn't do comedy anymore, I don't think. Oh. Um, but she, so because she did that, I got obsessed with So You Think You're Funny. Really? And I knew you could only be going 12 months or less. Yeah. And I didn't want to ruin that. So yeah. I did the, did so basically I stopped doing gigs after then. Oh. And took two years off just yeah. so I'd still be eligible for that. Oh. And when I moved to London, I could give it a proper go. Yeah. Um. So when I came to London, Laura McLennan, she was my bringer to Comedy Virgins. <laughs> so I'm gigging two years. I was terrified. And uh, then because they, they, they do it randomly out of a hat and I was first on. Oh. Yeah. Which is kind of good and bad in that like I could then relax for the night. But also... Comedy Virgins is such a long night. Is it, was, it, was it a long night then? Because it's a long night now. Uh, I think so. I don't remember it being any shorter. <laughs> so that by the time 11 o'clock came around, I'd, I'd been on stage like two, like two and a half, three hours earlier <laughs> and sat through another, you know, oh, God. 19 other open mic acts. Yeah, three, if you think it's three hours. Yeah, it's wow, a long night. Yeah. So that by the end of it, the adrenaline hadn't completely worn off. But yeah. I was ready to go home and go to bed. <laughs> so it wasn't until the next day, I think, that I really got the adrenaline rush. Uh, but yeah, that, that was that was the first, and I, yeah, that was the first gig I did in London, previous one in Cork. And then I just remembered you asked me what my first joke was. Yes. And uh, I don't remember that, but I do remember the first joke that didn't land. Oh, hello. Was something I was talking about how my brother's much more successful than I am. Yeah. And I said something like, uh, "I I just wish." I wish he was racist or something so I could tell you about that. <laughs> and it got nothing, uh, obviously. And I oh, I can't remember. Oh, I can't. I remember I, I had some recovery that got a bit of a laugh. Uh, but that, yeah, yeah, I don't remember my first joke, but I remember the first joke that didn't land. Well, that's more telling, isn't it? What? That I, I'm going to be kicking myself over every... Every bad joke that's never, yeah. never landed. I think the rest of it was like... I don't think anyone thought they were seeing, you know. Does uh, anyone ever see go to comedy version and think, you know, this guy's got it? Oh, I'm this is the one I did in, in Cork. Oh, okay. Sort of in 19 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't think anyone thought they were seeing, you know, someone, you know, the future of comedy. Right, but okay. it was going fine. It was fine. fine, all in that one joke. That, yeah. That totally tanked. <laughs> uh, and then the ones in, the first one back in London was after the Fringe 2012. Yeah. And I'd flyered for... I was working for the stand as a flyer and I flyered for Tony Law's show that year, the year he got nominated. Okay. And he brought me to see loads of other like kind of alt nights. So I, when I started doing comedy again, I wanted to be like a, a real alternative act. Ah, really surreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not a surreal guy. <laughs> you don't get to choose how you're funny. That's and I was trying to make the choice of being yeah. surreal. Yeah. And it was fine. Uh, I did a thing. I wanted to do five minutes about bears, which is, a funny idea, yeah. but in actuality, there's just not enough. I don't have enough surreal jokes <laughs> or bears to make it funny. Uh, and then I think at the end I did like a minute on hedgehogs. <laughs> and again, it was fine. I got into the clap off thing at the end. But uh, again, you know, I was first on. It's a three hour night. Everyone yeah. forgot who I was. Yeah. So I, I was the first to go on that. But, uh, but again, yeah, it was it was fine. But uh, yeah, I'd love to. Have, I wish I had some horror story about my first gig, or either I'd love to have a story of me smashing my first gig, yeah. or having an absolute death my first gig. But both of my first gigs, grand, mediocre, yeah, absolutely Disney, fine, yeah. straight down the middle, yeah. There we is, go. Which is terrible for Anakin. And that, that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> he's got no golden nuggets. Where was your first gig? It's comedy store, Gong Show. Your first gig was the mm, Gong Show. Yeah, four hundred people. You're an idiot. <laughs> Do yes, you know what you're getting yourself into? Well, no, because a friend of mine had come over from Dubai to do the gong show and we and my friends went to watch him. I was like, oh, I could do better than that. Did you? No. Well, <laughs> I can't remember if I lasted longer, but I just, I, I, that's, all, that's all I knew was the comedy store. I hope he came over from Dubai to do more than just the gong show. I don't know, actually. I can't remember. Really? He came over from Dubai to do at most five minutes? Well, he's, he's English, so he's family over here, so I'm sure he's... Okay, so yeah, he's visiting family as well. Otherwise, yeah, it's a yeah. bleak holiday. Yeah, it was a very bleak holiday. But yeah, my yeah, I, I literally I didn't know when I was on. I didn't even know that I had to ask when I was on. I just signed up and said, I'm here. 
And then at some point they called your name. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. When I was last. You were last that night? Last. Drunk. Wasted. Sitting at the back. Just every, it's not comedy version. It's like you just didn't know when your name was going to be called out. And then just did three and a half minutes and just ran, rambling. Just rambling. Three and a half nothing. minutes isn't bad. But with, first literally nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, I had nothing. Oh, you didn't think you even had to write anything? No, I just, I thought, oh, I'll just talk about that. And then, psh, oh, it's a blur. There's a video out there somewhere. Really? Yeah. You know Luca Capane? Yes. Yeah, so he's like, something ridiculous, like his 10th ever gig. Yeah. Was his opening night as Edinburgh Fringe show. Oh, he didn't know anything about comedy. Right. And he didn't realise that, like, a show was, like, a, a piece of work. He thought you couldn't use the same, once you use something, that was uh, it, done. Yeah, 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 yeah. So his first eight nights, he was doing a different, like an entirely different hour. What? Every night. I don't think I've got an hour now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. How was he doing that? Don't, he just came in so blind. Wow. Did it yeah. work? Did you see it? No, this was before I knew him. Oh, okay. Or I think I think I met him kind of at the last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, actually, yeah, because he was doing it the year he got to the, the year he won, so you think you're funny. Oh, yeah, I met him that year. Yeah. I was at the semi-final of one of them. All right. So yeah. yeah, I was in I was in the final with him and he that was like he was still just That's learning about four the ropes. years ago. That was 20 I can't remember actually. 2015 maybe. Yeah. 15, yeah, 16. I, remember, I went to the semi-final that cuz a friend of mine was in it. And he won that semi-final. He won the semi, did he? Yeah. And he won the final as well. Yeah, uh, that's how competitions work. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play, look at. It's funny. He 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 won that and then Two or three weeks later, we had a semi-final of a competition together. Yeah. And he won the semi-final and I came second in the semi-final. Ah. So we both got into the final. Yeah. And again, he was one of the runner-ups and I didn't place. So for like a two, three-month period, he was my... Uh, he was your nemesis. He was the benchmark. Where Just, is he now, eh? Where is he now? I think he's doing pretty well for himself, actually. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I really like Luca. This is me having a go at him. That's good. So when did, when did, you, when did we first meet? I, was, I can't remember. I remember seeing you at Party Piece. You used them because you used MC Party Piece. Yeah, before we moved to a horrible, horrible venue. But but it's it's since I've been doing comedy, it's moved twice. Yeah, from the kind of basement room. Oh, was, in that, Houston, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. yeah. That was I, that was, I remember meeting you there. Right. Okay. Uh, and you did something. I remember you doing a routine about your your kids, uh, but nothing else. It wasn't very memorable. <laughs> Thanks, Neil. No, nope. I mean you don't even remember meeting me there. So so many people came through the doors. Now. <laughs> so many acts. So many people. So many white Irish guys. To be fair, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll take that one. But it moves us on to Funny Feckers. You've been helping out at Funny Feckers now for a while. Yeah, yeah, about a year at this stage. How are you finding that? it having a gig every week in the same place? Um, good. I will. Yeah, the first few months I was there. I, f- I did feel the pressure to like, not l- like, I didn't want them to offer, I didn't want you guys to offer me the helper spot. Yeah. And turn turn up and just be shit every single week. <laughs> That's what I do every week. Uh, yeah, but you bring a lot of other stuff to the team. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like, no, but like, I mean, all jokes aside, you are doing sound and you give the videos out. Yeah. So that. I know you, they're five pounds. And yeah, but you're doing <laughs> stuff. And so you can try new material and be shit. Or you can do your old material and be shit. It's entirely up to you. And um, but uh, I just kind of turn up and just put out the chairs um, <laughs> and put them so, away and put them away. Yeah, it's very, uh, that's the most I, important I, bit. I imagine you'd struggle without me. <laughs> so I, I, I did kind of think I wasn't the most vital part of the team. <laughs> so I did. Yeah, I did. Well, technically, all of us are expendable. If one of us is gone, the night will still go ahead. Yeah, but. On a long-term basis, oh, yeah, I'm definitely yeah. the more ex- most expendable. <laughs> uh, so I, I did try. I probably didn't do enough new material then, but I am just kind of head down now and just, yeah. just kind of let myself be crap. It's fine. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, Doesn't matter. So what's your what's your writing technique now? Oh, I wish I had like a good answer, but <sighs> so I'm, I'm really jealous. Of, like like Heidi Regan is so good at. Like she treats like office hours. Does she? she? Yeah, yeah. She she's so disciplined. Yeah. She just sits down and just writes. Like she'll sit down nine to five and write, and then you know talk about how much of a procrastinator she is because she watched an episode of Mad Men during the day. <laughs> Whereas you know, if I, so I I mean I kind of veer between. Sometimes I have to write a thing, so like I had to write a comedy debate, 
and that forced me to write on a topic or yeah. roast battles. They make you write jokes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or if you have to, sometimes, you know, you have to write a biography or something. So you, then sometimes you're forced to just write about a thing. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes, so sometimes I do that. Sometimes it's just in a conversation, I'll say something fun, funny or something that just tickles me. I'll make a note of that and try to find a place to squeeze that in. Uh, sometimes it's just something that happens to yep. me. Yeah. And, uh, and then I, I just kind of talk about that. So why did and, you give up on the surreal stuff then? Because I'm not a very, I'm just not a surreal person no, I, I don't i don't think that, i was like what i yeah i just yeah it's that thing of you, you don't get to choose how you're funny yeah a friend uh, of mine wanted to be like a really sort of like Stuart lee kind of he wanted to i think everyone goes through style, a Stuart lee phase don't they and then you just ended up talking about giant pencil sharpeners that's kind of Stuart lee-esque uh, well i don't know well is it yeah i suppose i don't know <laughs> but it's not i i saw what i mean but it's not like uh you know difference between men and women yeah and cats and dogs are different yeah um it's you know it is a bit bit unique it's not dating apps i suppose no can't do that but uh whereas whereas now i'm kind of just happy to talk about whatever i found funny i'm just happy to be here I'm just just happy to be part of the team <laughs> <laughs> happy to put out the chairs oh we've got new chairs now so anyone coming down you'll be very comfortable uh they're very white chairs they're in are. a very dingy room they're very clean yeah like they wouldn't be out of place at a wedding i and would not want to get married down there no, not at all. That's that's a wedding that's doomed for disaster. So outside of funny figures, what sort of gigs are you doing nowadays? Um, this podcast is all about getting out the open mic scene and getting onto the big. The yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, and that made me worried because I still do a lot of open mic gigs. Well, no, you've done more outside of gigs than I have. Possibly, uh, I've. Well, if you're a semi-finalist in, so you think you're funny. A finalist. Um, a finalist. Sorry, <laughs> I'll just edit that out. Uh, not that I have an ego. I am. Um, <laughs> uh, what are the gigs I do? I do angel comedy a lot. Um, I'm kind of trying to focus on just getting gigs out of London. How is that moment. going? Um, because I, I have the nine to five job. Yeah. It's a bit tricky. And also maybe I've, I've done so many gigs in London that that's what I'm used to. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm a bit. I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit blind to. How much of a London act I am. I did do like I I, I do fine out of out of town. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes I'll have a really good one. Um generally if I'm gigging out of town, I'm gonna be doing my better stuff. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not travelling to Cardiff to do new material. <laughs> uh, although saying that, last Tuesday I travelled to Cardiff to do new material. Um but that was kind of just part of a road like a fun trip with Helen. Oh Barber. right, fine. We were just um But so I'd rarely die at an out of town gig. But I'll okay. I'm gonna. Ugh, I've talked myself into a corner there. Here we go. I've, um, here yeah. we go. No, I'm. I'm just trying to say that. Like, what what gigs do I do? Recently? I don't know. I don't think. I don't think recently I've done anything that's particularly exciting. I do think uh, comedy is such a thing of you dress for the job you want, or oh, or the, so you if you if you and people just see you doing one gig. Yeah. And people go, oh, that's the type of gig Neil does now. Okay. So I opened for Tez Ilias on his tour. Yeah. Um, at the end of last year for like one night. Yeah. And uh, and like it was great. I loved doing it. It was such a such a cool thing to be able to do. But for about two or three months afterwards, people were saying, I mean, see, you're doing big gigs. Yeah. I've seen your name on Twitter. <laughs> Off the back of one gig. Other than that's that, all you need, doing, isn't it? Other than that, I've been doing funny feckers and, you know... Angel comedy and some ni- you know, nice enough gigs, but nothing to like, you know, nothing that's the envy of, of the world. <laughs> but uh, like I can acknowledge that the Tez one's a really cool one to get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I think people sometimes think someone's just absolutely crushing it. And if you actually get stuck in and talk to them, well, there's one person I know who I just had in my head. Oh, they're semi-professional. They're, yeah. you know, they've been signed to a good agent. Yeah. And they're doing big gigs consistently. Now you, you're here, you realise I'm not all and, those things. Well, if it wasn't... I, then I had a conversation with them and they mentioned that... Uh, they they mentioned that it was... They were really nervous about this gig. I think I had done the gig the week before and they were doing it the week after. Yeah. And they are really nervous about it. And I went, oh, I said, oh, it's, it's a fine, it's a nice gig. You've got yeah. nothing to worry about. And they went, yeah, but it's, it's only my fourth time ever doing a 20-minute spot. 
And in my head, they've been doing 20 minutes, yeah. you know, t- club 20s <laughs> for, you know, over a year. Yeah. Uh, but so I think it, it is something that everyone falls into. But I think it, it doesn't take much for people to think that you're, you know, the super successful. I need to start working on my image then. Yeah, I, I genuinely think that that pays off. Yeah? Yeah, just like, mm. yeah, dressing for the job you want is the one I've got, is the phrase I've got in my head, but I know there's a better one. I was like, dressed up as a seaman yesterday. And look at you, you're getting sent out to sea next week. I know. <laughs> that gig on the oar. Yeah. You're working that. the cruise ships now. Oh, right? yeah. Funny fucking cruises. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Put out the deck chairs. We, I mean, the chairs we have are pretty similar to deck chairs. So they are, yeah. It's not a million miles away. That was a better joke than uh, the reaction you gave me there. So I'm going to edit in some laughs. Yeah, fair enough. Fair edit enough. in some laughs from funny fuckers. <laughs> People seem to think that I might. I put laugh tracks on some of the videos that I put out. What, so people get their own videos? And no, no, no. Um, if I put a, a clip of me doing well at Funny Feckers on Twitter or whatnot. What, they just refuse to accept that you'd get yeah. a laugh? They're just like, well, you've obviously put laughs on there. I'm like, no, I haven't. That's such a rude thing to I say know. to people. I mean, <laughs> I would, can, but I never have. Why would someone think that that's an okay thing to say to someone? because my friends are not very nice to me. No. Uh, but, oh, so these are like not comedy friends? Yours. No, 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 like friends and family. Oh, right, okay. So like, you put laughs to track on that. Like, no, I haven't. I could show you the rushes if you want. You could see the waveforms of me getting the actual laughs. <laughs> you don't sound bitter at all. No, I don't. Sounds like you're handling it really well. <laughs> yeah, handle it really well, Neil. It's all going fine. <laughs> so Edinburgh, how was Edinburgh for you? Uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah? The thing of saying, uh, dress for the job you want. Yes. And I know that you're supposed to do that. And I know when people ask you questions like that, you're supposed to be like, yeah, I crushed it. I had a great time. No, I want the truth now. Uh, and... And I, even though I know you're supposed to do that, I still find myself saying it was way tougher than I expected it to yeah. be. Um, it, what yeah. was the toughest thing? I don't, we were on at 10 p.m. Yeah. And uh, everyone, ever, like, I was, everyone was kind of saying, oh, are you worried about the drunk audiences? Yeah. And I wasn't at all. I can, I can deal with drunk audiences quite yeah. well. I'm quite happy. Like, yeah, you've got the, the physicality to take on the drunks. Yeah, yeah. I've been going to the gym a lot recently, so I yep. can I can uh, I can really run fast now. <laughs> if they can't no, um, I, I can handle drunk drunk audience because they're giving you something. Yeah. What I found is that they were really lethargic because um... they'd, they'd seen you know a couple of shows that day. They yeah. were only coming to see us because they didn't get tickets for the show they wanted. So uh... They were both, they were probably tired. They're probably disappointed. Yeah. So while I, I had maybe you know one or two stinkers. Yeah. Uh, but basically. The majority of them were just like fine, and it's re- that's really exhausting to just do fine oh. every night for thirty minutes. Oh no! Uh, so that so I did. Maybe I had high expectations because we'd done the Brighton Fringe and previews, and they'd yeah. all gone like very well. Yeah. Well, not all, but you know, you know, ninety percent of them. You were on a roll before you got to it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then I turned up and I knew it was going to be different. I knew it was going to be tough, but I just wasn't expecting the, like, just how, yeah, just how tired they were. And no, there was very few, like, rolling laughs most of the time. It was kind of just like, ha ha And you could have them on board and just, loo- and if you lost them, um, like, the, you, you needed to win them over again. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm probably because I know I had a four day period where they 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 went not great, and outside of that four day period, they all went pretty well. I yeah. think most people would be pretty happy with them. Yeah, but th- those four days happened quite in the middle of it. Uh, so I think uh, kind of similar to the, the way I, I focused on that one joke not working my first gig. <laughs> I focused on the four nights that didn't go brilliantly. Out of the thirty odd. Out of the yeah whatever. So I probably did better than I th- think I did. Yeah. But I did, uh, I, yeah, I, I kind of hoped for, I don't know what I hoped for, but I just, <laughs> I just remember, I just found it very tiring. And then to come out of it at the other end where this is not unique to me. I think there's something everyone has yeah, yeah. where they come out at the end of Edinburgh and go, right, well, nothing's changed. Uh, onto the uh, same 11 months of gigs that I did prior to Edinburgh. But has it changed though? You don't feel more confident in yourself on stage and doing material, and um, there's possibly a bit of that. Yeah, uh, I know more experienced people, like Tez said, you don't really feel it for, 
you know, another a, a month or so after oh, Edinburgh. There you go. We're in that we're in that sweet spot then. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm probably yeah, I'm, I probably have improved, which I suppose that is the one thing I yeah. that was the main thing I want, and I probably have got that. Um but from a more tangible like you want you want your tangible rewards and it kind of feels coming off the back of Edinburgh. You know there weren't any tangible rewards. No reviews. No reviews. I mean we didn't want reviews. Oh, you didn't want reviews? No, no. Why not? No. Because you were scared they're going to be bad. Well, I mean, because I've done the competitions, I've got reviews from there, so I don't particularly need quotes. Oh yeah, ah, so yes. yeah, I wasn't, so yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of happy to slide on the radar for a bit, bit nice. longer. Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure many people review split hours in Edinburgh. No, I hadn't thought about that. No, I think we, we, I did with Patrick Spicer, and me and him, we did talk about it, but I think by the time I came along. We decided we did just kind of want to yeah. mess about for a bit and just yeah. kind of focus. Yeah, we just wanted to focus on, on improving yeah. rather than uh, the careery stuff, which sounds really like contradictory of me to then say, "Where are my tangible rewards?" <laughs> when I didn't, yeah. when I didn't go searching for them as much as I maybe should have. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm to be honest. I think I'm still just processing Edinburgh. Is the truth? Yeah. Uh, I think I had some really good nights. Couple of couple of stinkers, a lot of mediocre ones. You must have um, had some good ones. Yeah, the word. Yeah, yeah, exactly. for sure. Just focus for sure. on them. Those ones. Uh, yeah, but you're forgetting I'm the guy who remembers his one joke that didn't land on his first gig. Yeah, I think six, everyone remembers six, six, the one joke that doesn't land on their first gig. Yeah, but I know it's the thing. If you learn more from the bad ones than you do from the good ones. Oh, I've had a lot of bad ones. Yeah, <laughs> some of us are slow learners. <laughs> Very slow. But yeah, it's yeah. I'm still I'm still processing Edinburgh and. Well, I saw the show and I really enjoyed it. Thank you, JQ. That's all right. I have to say that. I'd love, yeah. It'd be, that'd be that'd be actually that'd be an interesting podcast if you came on and just like had a pop Slag, off the uh, pop off the guests. But you don't know how I'm going to edit this down yet. <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> so, post Edinburgh, are you thinking about next year already? Yeah, booked in for Brighton Fringe. Really? Already? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Whereas in, like, I've booked the venue and the yeah. time slots and everything. I don't think registrations are open. So you're going to do your own thing or split it again? Um, I'm th- For Brighton, at the very least, I'll do my own ah. my own not hour. So I'll do... The f- coward's hour. Yeah, I'll do, like, 40 minutes or something. Yeah, okay. Um, Is it all going to be new stuff that we've not heard in the other show? No, I'll just build on what I had, I reckon. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cut, cut the bits that I wasn't happy with in the 30 minutes. Because sounds and- like all of it. <laughs> <laughs> most of it yeah I'll keep that I'll keep a couple of the first five um, but no because like, the 30 minutes I did in Edinburgh it wasn't a show it kind of chopped and changed every night oh did it yeah yeah I wasn't uh, I didn't have a set in stone show oh right because I only saw it the once so I only yeah, saw yeah. that version of it yeah, yeah I, was, I just kind of took it as a 30 minute slot every night yeah okay and I went on first most nights so kind of worked on emceeing stuff at the start of the night banter bit of, bit of crowd work banter yep uh do you, do you find emceeing important? Um, how, how how do you mean? Like, do you mean as a skill to have? As a skill to have, you know, I don't think you need it. No. Uh, Heidi Regan isn't a, a natural MC. Oh, she doesn't mind me saying that. <laughs> and her show in Edinburgh was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, Mickey Overman, I've not I've not seen her MC. Um, I know she's done a little bit of it. Yeah. But I saw one of her previews. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Um. And both those shows didn't really have any crowd work in it. Right. So it, it depends on the act. I think with comedy, there's no right or wrong way to do it. No. I get really annoyed when I hear people say, comedy should be this. And it's, yeah, it's no, it shouldn't. It, it can it's open for interpretation. <laughs> do your thing. Um, so, for, I mean, for my style, for what I do, yeah, I think it is because my stuff's very conversational. Yes. So if I, you can't have a conversation without acknowledging that there's someone in the room. Yeah. So I find, for, for, for me, yeah, I, I think it's important that I'm able to do it. When was, when was, can you remember the first time you spoke to the audience properly? Because um, I was always really scared of just even looking at them in the eye when I first started. I think I did it pretty quickly, if I'm honest. Yeah? Yeah. That's what we want honesty is here. Yeah, I think I'd... I don't think it was ever that much of a barrier for, for me. Oh. Um Maybe to like schedule in, like maybe to deliberately 
uh, talk to the audience and kind of go in with open-ended questions. Yeah. Would have been a big thing. Yeah. But I do remember one of the ones I did in Cork where something happened in the room and I kind of let myself get stuck into it for only for like maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. When you're doing... Uh, when you start out in Cork, when you start out in Ireland, I think, in Cork anyway, because there's so few comedians and yeah. it's so few nights that you're not doing fives. You do like... My first spot, I think... Uh, I was given like 10 to 15 minutes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which means most people in Ireland, I yeah. think. Oh, I'm going to regret saying this. Well, <laughs> at the very least, when I was there and the level I was at, which is yeah. very low level in Ireland, it was a lot less punchy and a lot more focused on, hate to play the stereotypes, but it's the Irish storytelling. Uh, and the right, audience were quite okay. happy to listen oh, yeah. to the story and yeah. you didn't need punchy, punchy, punchy. Uh, okay. Whereas That's in London, because yeah. you do five minutes. Yeah. And, uh, you do five minutes and it's probably at the cav so you, it's going to you have to be the funniest to win the little cup um, so or I think, bring the most mates yeah yeah so um, so yeah in terms of talking to the audience I don't think it was that ever that big of a barrier no. I can't remember when I started like yeah asking open-ended questions to the audience of you know who's, who's been to Ireland or yeah. you know and something, something like that I've no, I don't remember the first time I did that, probably actually for a while I was doing Piccadilly Comedy Club a lot. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. they were often drunk, stag party, right. heckly, and I realized pretty quick the way you deal with them is you got to acknowledge that they're there. Yeah. So I think it was probably when I was doing, I did. I remember I once I did like you know six weekends there in four or five months or yeah. something. Yeah, you could just be there quite a lot. I did, and then they changed owners, and oh, they got right. they had their own roster in, which is a bit frustrating. Yeah, but fair enough, I get it. Um, so yeah, I think it was probably during that period that I kind of I was going to the gig and kind of saying, acknowledging that at the top I have to acknowledge that this drunk stag party are here. What let's uh, and uh, so it was probably around. That, I can't even remember when that was. Probably my second year or something. But yeah, I don't think it was ever that big of a barrier to talk to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. I remember just writing questions, but writing the answer that I wanted. And yeah. Getting frustrated when they didn't give it to me. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, I see that happen sometimes. Yeah, not you're not supposed to say that. Oh, oh, it took me a while to get around my head. Yeah. That I'm just like. It's the thing I always tell people as well that like, the, like those open-ended questions of, you know, what what do you do for a living? Yeah. Like those, the really good MCs can do that, and they can make something out of it, and it's great. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how they do it. I'm still, you know, I'm still learning the ropes, but. You don't have to. You can ask, like, uh, "Have you ever been to Ireland?" Yeah. What part of Ireland did you ask the like? Ask the questions that lead to the bit that you want to do. Yeah. So if I've got a bit about you know, the Butter Museum in Cork, I can ask them, uh, "Where in where in Ireland have you gone?" If it's not Cork, I say, "Oh right, well I'm from Cork." Has anyone here been to Cork? And if. Uh, if someone, if everyone says, if no one says yes, I say, oh, you should go to Cork. We've got a butter museum. If they say yes, go. What was your favorite thing to do? Oh, my favorite thing to do is the butter museum. And so it doesn't matter what I've asked them. I'm getting to my bit, and because you also have that mapped out in your head, you can, if they say something funny, if they say something bizarre, like what was the favorite thing you did in Cork? They say, I don't know, you know, stag party or camping in the woods or something. You can. You can get stuck into that story, yeah. And if it's not, if you don't get any jokes from it, it doesn't matter because you know you're going to bring it back to the routine that does work. Back to me, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you bring it back. And that was the masterclass of comedy by Neil O'Rourke. Yeah, I know. I yeah, I'm so uncomfortable say, like when I do say this stuff because I'm fully aware. Uh, That's like, good. I've got more to learn Lots than of more people to get give. advice from this podcast, not more. from me, from yeah. my guests. <laughs> yeah. I've got nothing to teach. I've I've got more to learn than I have to give. Is what I meant to say there. I said. More, more to learn. I've got more to give. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but I'm like, so I'm not. I'm fully aware that in <laughs> in a year's time, I'm sure I could be back in this podcast again and completely have a, like say something completely different. I was wrong. I, I that was wrong. You shouldn't I, have listened. I was so wrong. Then get rid of that podcast. I tried doing character last week. I saw that first time. Yeah, that was a bit weird. Do you have any acting background? No. Yeah. No pre- preparation whatsoever. That was also that's another reason I don't do the surreal stuff or the characters like any character stuff is because I, I don't have any performance background no so, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to try it just to see what would happen yeah I think I get that but from turning it back on to me I would just decided pretty early 
because when you said that I realised the answer to one of the early questions because uh, I don't have any performance background yeah I'm, I'm not com- I'm not comfortable performing so if I just went up and just was myself yeah then that's not performing that's just being myself uh, probably an amplified version and all that oh it's always that you an always hear. version yeah, yeah. yeah but it's turning myself up to 11 yeah but yeah but yeah. you just it's easier to just and also because I'm always I'm always amazed with like Al Murray his crowd work yeah as the pub landlord whatever someone in the audience says he knows what that character is going to think about that topic yeah Whereas if I was doing a character and someone shouted something out, I'd like I won't have I I won't have thought about what that character thinks about that topic. Yeah. Well he's been doing it for so long, he's though he knows yeah, the exactly. Rolodex of yeah. stuff. He's put the hours in for sure. Yeah. But I also just think it'd be so much easier for me if someone shouts something out. If I'm being myself, I know what I would think about that because that's what, what I think about, it. think about this. Yeah. Generally, <laughs> generally ambivalence. <laughs> Very apathetic person, really. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> What's the weirdest heckle you've ever had? Weirdest heckle? Um, uh, I don't know. There was, at, in Edinburgh, there was only two nights in Edinburgh that we actually had drunk people in. Yeah. One was a Friday night and they were just really rowdy up for a laugh and that was great fun. Um, and then another one was kind of just a midweek night and there was a guy who came in by himself just absolutely plastered out wow, of it. okay and uh he he just wouldn't shut up and everything he he'd shout i'd like i'd ask him a question i wasn't i wasn't trying to do heckle put downs yeah because yeah, yeah. it was ju- it was just funnier for everyone involved to just see what he would say next <laughs> and he was kind of giving himself his own echo put downs so he, I'd ask him something he'd say something stupid in response people would laugh at him yeah and he just kept shouting you've got nothing you've got nothing <laughs> uh, and uh, so I, I think that that was probably the weirdest one just because I didn't know how to handle well I wouldn't say that I didn't know how to handle the situation it was just I wasn't interested in handling the situation oh. I just, but it, it boiled over and someone in the audience told him to shut up and uh did he shout out? Yeah, to be fair. Yeah? Just took, it just took an, oh, an authoritative audience member. Did you have a crazy one at Freckers the other week when I wasn't there? When you were emceeing it? Oh, yeah, him. He was weird. But I can't remember exactly what he was saying. I was asking him where he was from. He was saying he's from Switzerland. I said, oh, you're Swiss. And he said, no, I'm from Switzerland. That doesn't mean I'm Swiss. And he got me to ask him where he was from three times. And I, yeah, to be honest, that one was kind of, yeah, I suppose th- that that guy from Switzerland yeah. and the drunk guy in Edinburgh, what made them weird was that I don't think they even knew what they wanted to say. <laughs> uh, so they it makes it to take part. Yeah. And they so it, that's, that's always quite weird because it's kind of, you don't know how to handle it because they don't know how to handle it. Um, but, uh, but it being a weird, I think people quite enjoy seeing me being confused. <laughs> Because uh, I look, because yeah, I think people like seeing me confused. So when when some, an interaction like that is genuinely confusing me, <laughs> I think people find that funny. So how's he going to get out of this one? Yeah, generally, I think generally the way I get out of it is right. Well, that's the end of that. Uh, let's move on. So yeah, the, I mean, in terms of weirdest, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know what it is. Uh, probably just a, probably just the weirdest heckler is the weirdest person in the room. Yeah, I do. I do love getting strange heckles. It's it's. But it's it's easy when you're emceeing because it doesn't matter. If you're doing yeah. your set, you kind of get derailed and you can't crack on with yeah uh, the other bit. Were you there the other week when I was trying to do stuff with sound cues and it all went completely wrong? I was getting the sound I... cues in the wrong way around. I was doing stuff with Alexa. I've seen the bit with Alexa. No, I don't think I was there that day. I think, yeah, I'd written some new stuff and it was all new re-recorded stuff. So I, I, but I forgot the order that they played in. Oh, no, I did. Yeah, you skipped. You skipped one or something. So I, f- I forgot which way around they were, and it just—it was complete farce. But I managed to style it out, and everyone was coming up to me going, "Oh yeah, I really like that." It was, fun. I was like, oh, "I got it all around the wrong way." And they went, "Oh, I thought that was part of the act." Yeah, I'm that's like, the thing. No, is, no, it, <laughs> I you, wanted it to work. Yeah, that's the thing is that you kind of have to remember that they—they they don't know what you're—they don't—they don't, they don't know what you're planning on doing, so it doesn't no. matter. Oh, if it goes wrong. It goes wrong. Doesn't matter. It goes wrong. It's going to go wrong more and more. Yeah. What's the um, what's the best gig you've ever done? You've come off going, yeah, I'm a rock star. Um, first time I won the Cav Cup was pretty exciting. Yeah. 
so you think your funniest sem- semi-final I know I've, ta- I've talked about that more in this podcast than I have yeah. in the past year I reckon <laughs> um, oh the, the Leicester Square Theatre po- uh, podcast I was going to say Leicester Square Theatre podcast because I, I watched <laughs> Rich Herring so much um, the, the Leicester Square Theatre uh, semi-final that yep. one as well went really well the, the Museum of Comedy not in Leicester Square uh, I, no I did the one in oh, when okay. I did it yeah it was a few years back um, and it was, that was the second time I'd ever done the bit about the Butter Museum ah. and the first night had been the night before yeah at the Cav and it kind of it kind of got nothing uh, the, the, the first time I ever did it and wow. I, I just went away no fuck that that is funny so ah. I, opened, I opened with it in my, in my semi-final yeah just kind of proved to myself that I don't care about competitions because oh, I genuinely don't care too much about them. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but I, I kind of got was wondering, am I just telling myself that and I actually care? <laughs> so I decided to just open with new material. Um, that was brilliant. And, uh, and I went and and that night then it went really well. Yeah. And uh, so I think that yeah I think that's why I enjoyed that one so much was that I took quite a big risk and and it paid and off. It paid off. Um, what are the ones? First club twenty. Yep, that felt good. Even though I didn't, I did, I did pretty well. But like, I for sure have had better gigs. But I just felt very, you know, proud of like I did that. I was, yep. I pulled that off. Um, and I was surprised. I was just really proud of myself that I was able to do it. Those gigs kind of come out of nowhere. Sometimes yeah. you just feel. Um, there were a few, a few of the nights that, yeah, maybe maybe that run at Piccadilly where I started getting comfortable doing crowd work. Ah, okay. And I remember there was one night where. Um, the opening 20 guy went on and he, he struggled big time. Really? Then I was one of them two middle tens yeah. and the first one did pretty bad. The MC wasn't having a great gig and then I went on and uh, and, and I had a really, really good gig. Ah, cool. And I remember walk, kind of coming off that and going, yeah, that was... Ah. that was." And I think maybe it was the first time I'd properly cracked like Piccadilly. Oh, okay, yeah. So... Can you remember... Um consciously thinking about what you needed to do to crack it yeah because the one of the, the the first night i did it it went quite well yeah and the second night i ever did it was on my birthday yeah and that was there was like two stag parties in a hen party and a row of drunk lads yeah and uh oh no sorry i've got it mixed up the, this one there was just a stag party in the front row and uh it was the first time i'd ever dealt with a stag party i'm yeah. still quite new it was less than a year in um and uh, it was going very tepid. And uh, <laughs> I remember, again, some, I remember looking at someone in the front row and he turned to his friend and it wasn't even a heckle because he didn't particularly want me to hear it, but he didn't yeah. care if I heard, didn't care if anyone else heard. But he just looked at his friend and went, this is fucking shit. Oh! Uh, and I couldn't address it because, <laughs> you know, people two rows back wouldn't have heard him. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I just walked so that was on my birthday wow um, so I just walked away from that and you know some friends of mine were upstairs I had to go up and pretend like I was having a really good time but actually <laughs> it was f- fucking miserable um, and it was about six months before I did it again and yeah. I just really overthought thought about it uh, uh, and then the next night I went and um, that was when there was the two stag parties a hen party and a row of drunk lads yeah uh, and they were like they were just nuts they were you know just animals um, and I went on and uh, yeah, I I did change the things I thought about what I wanted to do instead oh. and how to change, and it it went it went. So what what did you change exactly? Um, was it just the order? It was the thing, uh, kind of like what I said earlier as well. It's like just just acknowledge that they're in the room. So I did a bit. Ah. I didn't do loads of crap work, but yeah, it was one of the first few times that I'd consciously. I don't know if it was the first. I can't remember when the first, but I do remember I went on, and kind of just said, "Who's who's the stag party?" I think yeah. like, you know I had material about the. Dying in front of the stag party. Yeah. So that when I went on, I said, again, the leading questions. I said, who's, whose stag is it? Uh, oh, it's your stag and you're the stag. You, you seem like a nice stag party because the last time I was here, there was a stag party and, and I just did that routine. Ah. So it looked a bit improvised yeah. and acknowledged that they were in the room, but also I planned it. So it gave me my kick nice. into what I wanted to do. Um, so again, while I didn't change comedy, yeah, it... Uh, it was a big thing for me of just, okay, I've, I've, I think I might have cracked that. Nice. What did the management think? Uh, well, like, it was Mike Muneer managing it at the time, and he 
player on Buckingham Lee for the following, I can't remember, two years maybe that he, oh, he that's ran all right. it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, by the end, I was able to do that yeah. gig. Oh, okay. And good. I can kind of, I'm comfortable enough doing weekendy. I can, I'm at the very least comfortable doing 10 minutes at a weekend club. Yeah. Um, the, the 20 minute club stuff I do generally kind of midweek or not. I don't think yeah. I've done a Friday or Saturday 20 outside of Edinburgh. What's been the biggest audience you've ever had? Um, I did one in Aylesbury that was something like 500 or 550. 500. Jesus, that's a lot, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it was pretty big. Yeah. Um, and it went fine. I'm going to count the number of times you say fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> um, so I say lonely, I say fine. I, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was, I had a string, I got, I was being booked for these big gigs for a while. Not many, but just a couple of them. And yeah. um, that was by far the biggest of them. And I was <laughs> pretty scared. <laughs> uh, and I remember that was sometimes where I, I, at the start, tried asking a leading question. Yeah. And it did not work. And Because it, it was of, too big an audience? Um, Probably the occasion got to me. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, when... It was time because I, I, yeah, it was also, that was a gig where I did learn something where uh, <laughs> I learned that 550 people is a lot of people. <laughs> um, but I realized because I went in and I, was, I said, it's good to be in, in Aylesbury. What's the best thing to do in Aylesbury? And then I'd bring it back to the Butter Museum because that was yeah. the best thing to do in Cork. Yeah. Uh, but I realized from that gig because they said something that I wasn't expecting and I didn't deal with that. I didn't get anything funny out of it. Uh, so I lost the conference of the audience pretty quickly. Yeah. And uh, so I kind of overthought that. And then I realized when you say, what's the best thing to do in Aylesbury? You've put the ball in their court. Yes. But if I say, has anyone here been to Cork? What was your favorite thing to do in Cork? Yes. I know the answers they're going to give. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's making it look a bit improvised, but I know roughly what the answer is going to be. Oh, that's a good point yeah. yeah so again that gig like I didn't die a death or anything yeah but I definitely left a bit flat okay um, so that was yeah that was the biggest gig I've ever done uh, yep 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 final answer final answer <laughs> yeah I'm locking that in yeah I'm trying to think if there were any kind of that, I think that was quite a bit ahead of other gigs. I don't know what the Glasgow stand holds. I think in my my memory is like three hundred. Yeah. That was you know Red Raw where. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember there was one in High Wycombe, <laughs> which was. Uh, I I am not good I'm not good at telling numbers. I only know yeah. the Ellsbury one because I, I think I asked. Yeah. Um, but the High Wycombe one was this huge ceiling, oh. stretching so far back, and everyone was on sitting on round tables. Cabaret style. Yeah, yeah, only the tables were like huge tables. Oh, they were about right. like maybe 20 to a table. Jesus. And they stretched so far back that like, yeah. you know, I could, couldn't make out, you know, like you couldn't make the faces out of the people at the end of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the stage was massive. Like it was, you know, I don't know. It was about, oh, I'm not good at measurements. <laughs> but, you know, it was... 6,000 metres wide. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say it's like maybe 20 metres wide. It was like, it was, <laughs> it was massive. Um, and so I don't know how many that held. Yeah. But that felt more intimidating. Yeah. Just because it was so open. Oh, yeah, yeah, And uh, I came on and said, hello, my name's Neil. I'm from Cork. And someone said, I thought you were from Hogwarts. <laughs> uh, and uh, and that, that got a laugh. But I had material of what I looked like. So I just responded to that with that yeah. material. Yeah. And again, it just looked a bit improvised. Um, the only thing was that I planned on doing that material in the middle of my oh, set so it's a really quickly so, rewrite it so I, yeah just on and just on stage I kind of had to again it's like the thing I said to you that in their head they don't know they, don't know. they don't know what's supposed to happen yeah so when I came to that bit I just stopped for maybe five ten seconds and just had to think yeah and thought of how to say went to the next bit I went on and uh, and that, that gig went you know went really well and uh, and yeah because I think had I done that sooner, I would have panicked. Yes. And, uh, but I kind of, yeah, that thing of just, uh, by then I'd learned that lesson of, you can take a moment. 
that's absolutely fine to take a moment. Yes, yeah, the hardest because that's what I do is just I just go on and go too fast. I keep saying to myself, oh, I'm going to go slow tonight, and then just going. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, just slow down for God's sake. Yeah, and it, and and it's and it's fine. No one, no one's going to care. No. Even when I was in Cardiff last week, I was talking to someone in the audience, and they said something funny or something had happened. Maybe I said something funny off the back of what they'd said. Yeah. And uh, I just took a moment and kind of I just for, kind of forgot that I was on stage and just <laughs> and just was thinking about it. And then I just said to myself more than anyone, just went, oh, that's funny. <laughs> and that, that, that just got a big laugh from the audience. And that wasn't intended to be a joke. That was me just kind of taking a moment for myself. Yeah. Kind of half thinking about what I was going to say next, but also yeah. half thinking about what just happened. <laughs> uh, so you, you can you can do nothing for a moment. Yeah. And no one's going to get tense. No. Well, I've got that clip of me saying when someone says, um, I said, what part of America are you from? And she said, the good part. And I said, Canada. Oh, yeah. Straight yeah. away. That's a good joke. There was no pause in there whatsoever. I think if I'd waited, it would have been not as funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you can get it, like... A zinger straight a, in. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that, I mean, that's a good joke. That's... I think that's that's the peak of what I can achieve funny fakers is that joke yeah i think i've seen just that thing you did about the uh the tube and vomiting such a weird so this comes back how how often do you you do the same stuff sometimes at fakers again and again and again i'm not saying that's a bad thing but how would can you it's called honing honing (laughs) do you because you you're in the same venue do you think the audiences can be different because someone yeah, says, oh, sure. you don't play the audience. It's you who hasn't got it right. But we've both done that gig many, many times in the same place. Do you think the audience can be wrong or indifferent? Or I, would, I wouldn't say wrong. Mm. I think your stuff should be able to get every audience over. Um, I'm not saying I've got stuff that does win every audience over. Yeah. But, um, I mean, to boil it down to, you know, it's either you didn't do it right or the audience do it, didn't do it right. Yeah. There, with comedy, there's so many more things at play than just that. Mm. How was the MC? What time of night was it? Was yeah. uh, was was you know was was the Champions League on? <laughs> uh, was the World Cup on? Yeah, um, I think we all learned that over the summer. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. Was it summer? Was it winter? Uh, mm. Who who did you follow? Um, who who yeah. who's the headliner? Who are they? Yeah. Who are the audience there to see? There's, you can't just say it's this or it's that. No. I I really don't think so okay um and like sometimes sometimes this material isn't good for this audience oh uh, and you know and that but i suppose that's kind of on you to, you chose to do that material but i do yeah at funny fact even though you've got the same mc every day every, every time yeah um and i yeah sometimes that i'll do the same material and some nights it goes really well sometimes it doesn't go well at all um but I suppose maybe because I'm generally at Funny Facts, I'm doing new stuff. Yeah. And your new material is a bit more volatile like yes. that. So, yeah, I think that I think the nights can, just because it's in the same room with the same MC, there's so much at play in comedy that, that doesn't, that's not everything. You've got the same comedian, same MC, same odd, same yeah. room. Yeah. But you do have different audiences. You've got mm. different weather. You've got different, uh, you know. So what you're saying is if it goes bad next time, I've got to blame myself. I think you should take a look at yourself, <laughs> for sure. I do, yeah, I do kind of think that, like, I, I do sometimes see people do the same joke yeah. over and over and over again. Or, like, there's one that pops into my head of this person who's got, a, like, a really good routine yeah. that works every time, and then they've got a tag at the end. And I've never seen that tag ever get a reaction. And I just think, what? Have You've you got a good routine there. That's so unnecessary. Why... Have you told it. them that? No, I don't know them well enough. I'd, and they're I'd, a decent person. They don't need... I'd go up to them and say, mate, get rid of that tag on the end. Yeah, well, that's why we're Have different. you ever given unsolicited advice? Uh, un- unintentionally. Oh, I, like, really? Yeah, I don't, I don't mean to, but uh, I've just... How was it put, taken? Put, put my foot in it. Um, I really like what Joe Parsons... And I just thought of it... Uh, he's got a routine that I really, really like. Um, and I saw him do it. And he said he didn't have a great gig that night. I thought he did yeah. quite quite well. I've seen him do better. I've seen, um, I've seen him 
do do worse. That sounds harsh, but uh, <laughs> I, I like Joe Parsons. Um, but I uh, I went up and said, I just when you're on stage, I, I had an idea for a joke, and he said, I don't want to hear it. And I went, Oh right, and you said, I I didn't feel that went well, and when a gig doesn't go well, uh, I don't want to get the advice. Uh, went, fair enough, and yep. yeah, that's that's entirely fair enough. Nice. Uh, I, I was glad, but I I know I have also just put my foot in it and just got excited in the moment said you should do this <laughs> uh, and uh, I think part of that is as well when, when people say to me I, I genuinely don't care if people really? give me unsolicited advice it's fine fine I might I might take yeah there we go I, I mightn't take it on board or I might halfway through the advice go nah you're wrong <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll listen to what they have to say I don't really I don't really care um, I've never given you advice again uh, you you will you give me advice every single week no I don't Um one thing, uh, one thing I've, t- to the point, yeah, one thing I, I've started doing in Edinburgh that I really liked on, on the quieter nights, not yeah. when I was like a full room, but one thing that I've started really enjoying is... Being I massively do, racist. <laughs> I love a bit of racism. <laughs> um, but is, uh, after, if I'm doing new material, yeah. at the end of it, I like saying, so does anyone have any questions? <laughs> uh, questions about that bit? Because in my head sometimes it's really clear what I mean by this. Yeah. But so often when I was doing that, people would say... Uh, what what happened here? Or yeah. Tell us more about this bit. And, okay, so those are the unanswered questions here. Oh, okay. And uh, so while it's both really fun to do, because yeah. it forces you to improvise on stage, it does actually make you realise what you need to work uh. on. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of looking for advice, I think. Okay, yeah, that works. I've got yeah. something similar to that, but not the same. It's, um, if someone keeps asking questions, I'll just go, oh, welcome to the Q&A section of the night. Yeah. That always gets a laugh, even though I don't think it's that funny. Um. Yeah, it isn't. I don't know. Yeah, but it isn't. But, it but you know, yeah, some of those lines do just get yeah. a get get a get a laugh. Oh, it's really annoying when you get a laugh or something. You just think, just a throwaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Line. I've got another one, but I can't remember what. Why don't you laugh now. at these bits that I worked really hard yeah. at? <laughs> and I've got jokes that never, no one ever laughs at, but I really like, and yeah. I keep doing them. Oh, it's so yeah. Yeah, it is so frustrating. So that that's when I'm most tempted to be like the yeah. audience is wrong. The audience is wrong. Right. No, wrong. <laughs> it's, it's not very funny, is it? What was the um, what's the latest idea that's bubbling in your head right now? The latest idea, yeah, bubbling in my head. Um, the two things I'm working on most of the moment is, uh, for I know I criticised it earlier. Yeah, is that you? I mean, you've seen both of them. The thing about um, dating apps. But it's not about using them. It's a guy I know who worked works for a dating app. I'm not sure I've seen that bit. A bit about um, how they were trying to use facial recognition technology. No, I don't remember that one. Oh right, it's uh, yeah. So it, it's about the people who work. I don't want to say it's not about the people who work for dating yeah. apps, but it's just kind of uh, it's not yeah because when people complain about material about dating apps, yeah. first of all, there can be good material. Ed's. It comes in waves, doesn't it? There was well, Ed, Ni- Ed Knight has has an amazing uh, routine about uh, Tinder. Yeah. Um, Heidi Regan has a routine that starts with online dating and goes off on a surreal tangent, obviously. Yeah. Um, like, so there there are people who can like there there are good routines about it. So I'm, when I say dating apps, I'm I'm talking yeah. about the people doing the jokes you know and have yeah. heard a thousand times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I am doing Joe Day now, but I'd like to think it's a little bit different at the very least. Um, do, and it's just about how they try to introduce this facial te- facial recognition technology right, okay. so you could match with people who look like certain celebrities. Oh, okay. Um, but they have to, they have to change, change it and stuff. And the other bit is uh, about how... Because I've re- recently I've been listening to a lot of, like, true crime podcasts <laughs> and uh, just... Some of the things they say as like evidence against people, yeah, or like kind of things that show that these characters are weird. I just think that that could that's about me, like a hundred percent. I've like got to rename this podcast. Can I be stabby? Can I be stabby? <laughs> Comedian or, or, or criminal? But uh, so I just think that's really funny that like these same these same traits that are like the the most sinister things can also be applied to me who's uh, just a bit you know i think i, I look quite I'm a, I'm a decent enough guy you know that's why you're i here. recycle <laughs> <laughs> but 
but uh, so that that's kind of yeah those are the two bits I'll check my phone see if I've got anything because I'm sure I've had a bit pop into my head this is yeah. fascinating radio yeah hey it's not live you're the editor you can edit this shit out uh, yeah no the stuff there wasn't particularly remarkable there's a, a lot of times as well it, the stuff I work it's like routines that I did ages ago that didn't quite work ah okay then, so you're coming back to old stuff not even intentionally it's just something will pop into my head right yeah and it'll remind me of that old routine. So I'll try it out again. And yeah. sometimes sometimes I get reminded, oh yeah, that routine doesn't work. Uh, but sometimes I kind of go, oh. You get a harsh reminder from the audience. Oh, that's why I don't do yeah, it Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but sometimes as well, then you kind of just think, oh, actually, now that I've got this new joke. Yeah. That I can just chuck into the start. It works a lot better. Ah. See, some of my jokes, one of the, the camp coffee shop one is like five years old now. Oh, really? Yeah. I know it works, so if you, I think it just gets me out of trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go, oh, all right, here we go. So if I start doing that, you know I'm wrapping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got those bits as well. <laughs> uh, I remember um, reading a thing with Graham Linehan, who said that with all his ideas, as he, he writes them down, yeah. and he puts them away, and he doesn't look at them or think about them for three months. Oh, really? And, if, and he pulls them out, and if he still finds them funny, they're good enough to go on a show. Ah, clever. Yeah. Whereas I find, if I think of something... And I leave it too long. I've overthought it. And, you and then I, I don't have the confidence. <laughs> Whereas if I think of something just before I go on stage and yeah. I do it then, uh, I can get a bit of confidence into it. Yeah, I've been working on trying to do a different, slightly different persona on stage. Have you? Yeah. Well, just this week. Like, oh. to, pretending to be like a rebel. So, so are you trying, you're, you seem to actively be trying to move away from the... the JQ of all that stuff. I don't stage. know. It's, oh, I just want to try something different to see. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. nothing's really sort of clicked yet. So I'm trying to um, just try to have some sort of. I just want to have fun on yeah, stage. Yeah, just try and make it fun. I just want to fuck about. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. want to muck about. I just want to go on stage with nothing and have a really good time. Yeah. But it doesn't. I don't have the skills to do that yet, which is yeah. frustrating. Yeah, it, it's frustrating. And but yeah, the way you get that skill is the same as when you did your first gig. Just yep. do it. Just keep doing it. The first. The, uh, me and Patrick Spicer when we were doing our Brighton Fringe show there was one day where uh, I went on first and just kind of dicked about with the audience for my full 30 minutes Yeah, didn't do any material and then I brought on Patrick and uh, he spent I would say all of 30 seconds doing material before he started dicking about <laughs> and the show ended up just being 30 minutes of you know yeah, you're going to dick about with Neil and now yeah. you're dicking about with Nick, Patrick and we just had such a laugh yeah. and we were in such a good mood the whole train right home Yeah, and that was one of the funnest gigs Funnest gigs have done in a long, long time. Yeah. That's one of the really nice things about doing a split hour is... Yeah, it's having a partner in crime, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. See, I find the other that... downside then is some days, if they don't do well and you do do well, yeah, it, that's a bit uncomfortable. And then other times they'll do well, you won't, and you have a bit of jealousy and it's a bit, yeah. it's a bit in your face. But Yeah, I've not had that yet. Patrick, I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better person to do it with Patrick. Oh, we'll cut that bit out. We're quite... <laughs> oh, yeah, don't ever let him know that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're quite good friends anyway, so it was just, it was just we just kind of had a laugh for a month. Yeah. Oh, that must be so nice. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. And you shared a flat as well? We shared a flat, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I sent a few and others. A bed. Huh? And a bed? No, Mickey Overman got the bed, which uh, <sighs> which pissed me off. Oh. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> you just, just imagine the three of you, and you just curled up in the floor like a little cat at the end. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think that draws us to the end of this. Oh, really? Riveting. You just get into it. Yeah, just relaxed. Just relaxed. And now we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. I'll try and make them an hour long. I, I hope... Uh, what, what, I'm, what I'm always worried about is that when I talk about me having the same traits as a serial killer... Yeah. Is that there'll be, like, some murder happen near <laughs> me. In And court. then this, like, this will be played as evidence. What well, if part. someone gets murdered at the Butter Museum? I mean, I'd have to be even in Cork at the time. I'm not... If I'm in London, I think I've got a pretty good alibi. Wow. You never know. If I'm in London, I think if everybody knows. Is a museum in London? There's no butter. they got a wax museum, but it's a vastly different... You can't thing. eat wax. You can't eat wax, no. And there's no... The butter museum doesn't make people. <laughs> <laughs> the people make butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, very... Multifaceted. Uh I mean, is it multifaceted no. or does it just have two facets? You can. <laughs> I remember when we left, they said, if you come back on a Wednesday or a Sunday, you can come back and there's a butter demonstration. 
<laughs> Why isn't that in the routine? I've done it sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, with, with most of my routines, there's bits I can kind of take in, take out. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just bored of doing this line, so I won't do it. Or uh, if there's there's some lines that work well if they're yeah. on side. Yeah. And uh, if if a crowd isn't fully on side, those bits I'll just drop. So now you, I don't think you'd go for it. They're not going to go for the demonstration. They wouldn't go for the Is that when you get the batter out and start smearing it all over yourself? Uh, no, that's what got me banned from the Butter Museum. <laughs> no, uh, no, they said it was just, you get to make butter, put it on bread, and you can taste the butter. I, just thought, <laughs> I could do that at home every yeah. morning. Also, I kind of just thought, like, yeah, I, like, I instinctively knew what a butter demonstration was. <laughs> Full of buttery goodness. Have you ever been to Cork? No, I've never been to Ireland. You piece of shit. I know. I've been to Essex. And how was it? It was good. I did a I did a gig there. Which one? Colchester Arts Centre. That is the capital of Essex, Colchester. I didn't realise Essex had a capital. Everywhere's got a capital. But I just, is Essex like a county? Yes. Oh, I didn't realise that. Okay. What did you think it was? I didn't really. No, I thought it was like a city in itself. <laughs> you ignorant fool! I'm not from here. <laughs> We can tell. No, Essex is a massive county. Is is Cork a city or is it a county? Both. Okay, yeah, fair play. Oh, that was a complete guess. <laughs> well played, well played. I would have edited the right answer in any way. Yeah, yeah. You did, you did it. You yeah, got it wrong. Like, oh, damn it. No, oh, no, it's a double bluff. Oh, I could just have to edit that bit out as well. You've got the control here, don't you? Oh, no. Come on. Right, that's it for this episode of... Thank heavens. Can it be funny? Neil, it's been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I will see you on Thursday. I will immediately regret all my answers the moment I walk out of this building. <laughs> no refunds. <laughs> no, no retakes. <laughs> no retakes. So it's goodbye for me. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.